Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Show to talk to Joe, call 888 941 PAGS. And now it's Joe PAGS. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on. We've got another big hour coming your way. It's going to be uh, the story of Stacey Abrams, who is not an actress, but for some reason was playing a prominent role in a very popular. Paul, is this a TV series or is this the movie? Do we know? I don't know what you're talking about. Star Trek. She was in Star Trek. And Kate's got that story. We'll have that in a little while. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's on It's on uh, some sort of a streaming service. Oh, okay. Is there a current Star Trek TV show that, that that's on? I think there's a couple of them out there. One might be on, like, CBS's um, streaming service, and then another one might be on... Yeah, what do they have? Paramount now? Is Paramount there a streaming Plus. service? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll find out from Kate in a second, because uh, for some reason, Stacey Abrams suddenly is an actress. She's suddenly on a TV show. Was it? Was and the role that they have her... Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, is it the same one that Whoopi's on? I don't think so, no. Okay. Whoopi's on, uh, is on a Star Trek as well? Well, because she was back in the right day. Now? And then and then they, they're doing like the Picard, you know, from, from what was it, The Next Generation? I guess he has like a little spin-off one now, and, and she's, a, she's supposed to be on it. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going we're to we're check that out. Kay's got all the answers. Yeah. In a moment. Plus, we're going to get into uh, campus reform at the bottom of the hour. And Joe Biden has made a decision that, generally speaking, we've all taken uh, taken photos of our friends naked. Now, I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yes, on a Thursday, feeling all right. See, Biden should never go off the teleprompter when he does something dumb like that comes out. We'll have that for you in a second. Give it here. Seems I got to have a change in scene. Mark, Don, and Mel, let's go. Because every night I have the strangest dream. Grand Funk Railroad. by the way things used to be. on my own, so it seems. Come on now, Thursday, almost Friday. I got to leave before I start to scream. Weekend's almost here. So we're feeling all right. Come on. Somebody locked the door and took the key. Feeling all right. That is Kay and for Carrie. Polo getting her done. Sam, I think is finally done with her sandwich. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. <laughs> Come on. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for being here. I, I think I want to get this Biden thing out of the way first. Because I, 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 if I explain correctly what I think is going on with Stacey Abrams, I think that that's going to get people um, to really pay attention and, and maybe even call in and comment on it. Because I, I know the game they're playing, but most people won't understand the manipulation that's happening with them. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, uh, I'm going to show you this as well. Uh, if you're not on the live stream, go now to JoePags.com, J-O-E. 
P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on Watch Now, and you can watch the guy who occupies the White House um, talking about something he's calling a new civil rights cause of action. It's a new civil rights cause of action. And he's made the decision that there should be something done about this and then makes the mistake of going off the teleprompter like Joe Biden should never do. The man should never do this. But he does. I'll give you a second to get on, on, on the website. By the way, while you're at the website, make sure you click on newsletter. You'll start getting the newsletter every day. Um, also, scroll down, click on contact. You could send me an email. If you're going to be an ass wagon in the email, expect me to be one back at you because that's what I do. Um, also, while you're there, check out all the social media. I'm on just about all of them. And as pe- more people are led on to, to Truth Social, make sure you follow me at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. It's also at Joe Pags on, uh, on a bunch of them, including Minds, including MeWe, um, including, uh, um, I, I guess, Gab, but I don't really use Gab much. Joe Talk Show on Getter, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. So make sure that you follow there. I am um, also Joe Talk Show, or actually Joe Pags on TikTok, and uh, it's not verified. That's the only account I have that's not verified. I don't know how TikTok verifies their people, um, but at the end of the day, I'm on there too, and we're getting some virality there. It'll be 50,000 people on TikTok soon, so that's pretty cool. All right, I've given you enough time. I've, I've, I've ad-libbed and bantered about Joe Biden today talking about the importance of this new civil right thing that he wants to make sure that we get done, and he makes the mistake of going off the teleprompter. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard, I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever compromising position. What? What's that? Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> it's, it's where a guy takes a naked picture of his friend. Decides <laughs> to just just put it out there on the internet on a screen. Well, let's take that again, so the people who are watching can actually see it. You only saw the, the second part of it. Here's the whole thing again. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. So, so there he is. Now he's done on the teleprompter part and decides to tell a little Joe Biden story about it. How many times have you heard, I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. <laughs> And then, literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or mortifies him. We probably all heard a story where a guy takes a naked picture of his friend. What? What are, you ta- what are we talking about here? I'll be honest with you. I'm 55. I know I, I know. I look 32. I get it. But I have never in my life taken a naked picture of my friend. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like something that one would do. But then again, he's, he's Hunter Biden's son, uh, father. So, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, if you've seen that hard drive, that's all Hunter Biden did. Hey, let's take some more naked pictures. Uh, I'm going to give it to you one more time because, uh, again, this is the person I'm supposed to believe is the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. Instead of helping Ukraine against a Russian invasion, he's worried about, you know, who doesn't know a guy takes a picture of his naked friend? So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action. 
for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. Now, at that point, don't leave the teleprompter. Joe, I beg you. How many times have you heard, I'll bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then, literally, in a sense, blackmails him or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I can't. I can't. I cannot. This is, this is the leader of the free world. I, I just, I am not able to. I'm just going to put it out there. It's something I cannot do. I cannot deal with this guy. Because I don't, I don't freaking get it, dude. I mean, even when they explicitly write the words, just stick to these words, man. Who doesn't know some guy, you know, taking a naked picture of his friend or a picture of his naked friend? I, I just, I've, I've never, I mean, I've, I've had a best friend like since I was 12. I have never, ever taken a picture of Bruce naked. I'm going to put it out there. Just haven't done it. I'm not going to ask the crew today because I'm afraid of what the answers might be, so I'm not going to ask this question. Okay, I'm not going to ask you the question. Paulo, I'm not going to ask you, although I think I know the answer. And Sam, I'm pretty sure I know the answer from you, but I'm not going to ask because I don't, I don't want to go there. But I'm going to, okay, you don't want to answer that, right? I mean, thank you. European. I'm just, I know, actually, I knew the first word out of your mouth was going to be Europe or European. <laughs> I'm not going there because you people are naked all the time and I want to know. I don't want to, oh, I mean, honestly, there was a, seriously, when we, when we first uh, met, because you filled in for me on the weekend with, uh, with Brian, what's his face? And, um, and, and uh, one of the Instagram posts I saw was, we're European, we're naked all the time. So I can't go there with you. That's me. That's me, Joe. Yep. That's, uh, that's us Europeans. Can't wait for it to hit I, 70, 75 every day. Not, North Carolina. Not something we right. should, we should know. You're not in your, uh, listen, North Carolina is not in Europe. You knew that, right? I'm not in Europe anymore. No. Where, where so, am I not? Europe. So we'll leave Kay out of this one just cause she's European. Um, Sam, you've never taken a, a picture of your naked friend, have you? Um, I am a photographer, Sam, but no, <laughs> come on. If Polo is just <laughs> not available anymore. Type, there is a special type of photography that is kind of like that risque, but I'm not into that at all. So, and it's not no. what he's talking about either. He's talking about friends just willy nilly taking pictures of their friends and posting them. Polo, I'm guessing you have never done that either. You're not European. I don't think so. Didn't he also say something about a compromising position? Yes. Yep, they're they're in compromising positions too. So he knows he knows a lot of people who have taken pictures. Kay, should I ask you? But no, I'm not going to ask you that one either. Compromising? No, it's not happening. See that? I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to. I'm going to look out for the little European person who's on the show today. But what? Are you also going to look out for the the little Jewish boy on the? Okay, show? see, don't see now. People aren't. People are just tuning in right now. Don't know anything about what you're talking about. We had a call for those who get this hour, the, uh, the first hour. Um, in the next hour, you hear you'll hear a caller call in who uh, talks about the great talk show host that he loves, and that we should all stay firm. And he describes a talk show host you know as a little Jewish boy, and it actually it turns into hilarity. To be honest with you, make sure you stick around for that. But Joe Biden clearly thinks either he thinks or because of how his family acts that people are constantly taking pictures of their naked friends and posting them. Now, having said that, don't misunderstand. I'm, I'm a father of five daughters, okay? I don't want anybody doing what's called revenge porn. And what that is, is somebody is dumb enough to trust somebody they shouldn't trust with, um, with pictures or videos of them in intimate or compromising situations, or it's done without them knowing. 
and then those videos or pictures are put out. The cause is real. The cause is good. The cause should be legislated to really punish people who do this. It's horrible. But the way he says it is just, it's a freaking sitcom, man. It, the way he says it just kills me. Paul, did you have something? You look like you're ready. No, I, I, I probably Well, you shouldn't. did, but you're not going to say it, are you? I yeah, probably you look like you're ready. Okay. I probably shouldn't. But I mean, this is, it's a serious issue. And I'm not going to ask anybody on the crew if they've had anything like this happen to them, because that would be way beyond what we should be talking about. But having said that, now that we're on the actual topic, I know there are people listening who have been victims of this. And it's disgusting. It shouldn't happen. I feel for you. But I'm so sorry that this is the guy out there heading off the legislation, because he's an idiot. And either he's an idiot, or he's got dementia, or a little bit of both. Now, when Trump went off teleprompter, Many of you got uncomfortable because he dropped an S-bomb. I think he dropped an F-bomb once. In a, he just doesn't care. But at least he was on topic, and he knew what the heck he was talking about. And he would tell a real story that had a beginning, a middle, and an end. This guy says, oh, who doesn't know somebody who's taking pictures of their naked friends? What? That isn't even what the topic is. So uh, he, here's the thing. When he speaks like this, I'm in a real conundrum. This is a quandary. It's a catch-22 it's a rock and a hard place. It's all those cliches. Because I love that I can make fun of this doofus. But I hate that he's the president and that he's so easy to make fun of. It's a real problem for me. It just is. Because you take a serious topic and then you make it so stupid in your response that I can't not laugh at you. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I don't want to be remiss and not get the Stacey Abrams story out there, Kay, so let's do that quickly before we hit the break. Now, if anybody wants to call in Sam and talk about this, a very serious topic, I'm fine with that, but, but I also want to make sure that people have an opportunity to call in and just talk about their feelings like I just talked about when it comes to this is the guy out in front of this kind of stuff. How is he going to solve this problem when he doesn't even know what the problem is, clearly? And, and what he said was so stupid, it should have been on Saturday Night Live. All right, Kay, fill us in on Stacey Abrams. Why did she show up on Star Trek? Fill me in. So it turns out that Stacey Abrams, uh, repeated fail gubernatorial candidate for Georgia, Stacey Abrams, is a huge Trekkie, a massive Star Trek fan. And uh, one of the showrunners wrote this episode, uh, which is the season finale of Star Trek Discovery, which is on Paramount, apparently. I gotcha. didn't watch it. Um, wrote, the, wrote the finale episode wherein, I guess the sort of premise was the the team or the protagonists in the show were trying to unite all of the sort of universal planets together and the one holdout was earth and so uh the finale of the show they they say oh the president of the united earth which is st a stupid name in my come opinion. on um they say oh she's she's going to come and visit us and um earth is now joining the galactic federation or whatever it's called and um the doors open Here's Stacey Abrams, and wow. she is the president of the United Earth. And uh, it, the best part of this story, I think, is that the showrunner who wrote the episode, who contacted Abrams to get her on the show, um, said that uh, if Stacey Abrams' bid for governor of Georgia fails again, uh, she would be open to doing a sort of Star Trek West Wing spinoff. And I don't know, it was, it was interesting to me listening to you and uh, Polo go back and forth, because I don't know if you've heard this, but um, 
Washington and sort of politics is known sort of colloquially as uh, Hollywood for ugly people. And um, I did not know I'm that. Just lo- I'm just loving the crossover, you know? I'm just loving the Well, well, well I, I think that's, that's a very good thing to point out. But let me tell people who are watching and listening, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my opinion as well, Kay. I think that Hollywood, I know Hollywood does this to get us ready. They do this to say, let me present to you the president of Earth or president of the universe or president of the whatever, of the galaxy, and here's Stacey Abrams. Now people who are, who are not as smart as they could be are going, oh, she looks very presidential. Well, I can see her in a presidential role. I can see her as the governor. I can see her as the president. And this, therein lies my problem. They're literally paving the way for her through film or through TV or through streaming, whatever it is, um, they're paving the way for her to be acceptable by or accepted by the fans who are watching as somebody in leadership. It's like, you know, Miss, Miss Secretary, Lady Secretary, whatever the hell that show was, um, where you had a, a young woman who had blonde hair, much like Hillary Clinton, showing, or Madam Secretary, I think it was called, um, had, had sort of was playing the role of Hillary Clinton and getting that person ready to be the next president. So they, they really do work in collusion, I believe, politics, Washington, and Hollywood, to try to make us accept that Stacey Abrams would be a great president. That's what I see happening. I'll give you, I've got like, like 30 seconds for a quick comment, okay, because I know that you want to get in on this. No, I, I could not agree more. I actually, before I came on the show today, I was on The Conspiracy Castle, which is a stream that happens early in the afternoon with Alex okay. Stein, and he and I were talking about exactly the same thing. He's going to be the better person to kind of comment on this because I just go straight down the road of, like, we're going to get, like, uh, attacked by aliens, but it won't be aliens, it'll <laughs> okay. be our own government. Yes. Um, which is my version of essentially what you're saying. It's this macro-psychosocial manipulation. I could not agree more. I think that's absolutely what's happening. I just hope that, um, A, it doesn't happen because she hasn't won before, so why would she win again? Um, and in Georgia, I just don't see that happening. Um, and I also think that uh, the aliens are going to invade before all of that happens. And, okay. Uh, see, I'm not, see, I'm, the future, I know that I'm agreeing with the aliens. But we will have Alex on next week, which I think will be great. Uh, but yeah. this to me is, this is this is normalizing Stacey Abrams as some sort of leader, something she certainly isn't. Your thoughts when we come back? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. I appreciate you stopping by. We got the uh, another young reporter. It's um, got Peter back today. Peter Cordy from campusreform.org. Actually, he was a correspondent. Now he's a reporter. I learned today that that reporter is a, a bigger deal. And congratulations to him. Great information from from college and university campuses around the country. Before we hit the break, though, and, and we get ready for Peter, l- let me let me remind you that that again, Hollywood will always sport. Big sports will always. Big tech will always. Big media will always tilt things, slant things the way that they want things to turn out. And they have the control of it. So really keep that in mind. As many, as much as it might be, hey, that's cool, man. She's a Star Trek fan. Isn't that cool that she was on an episode? Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know why she deserved that because she lost a, a, a race. I don't know. Um, a gubernatorial race. But what they were really telling you is, look, we present to you how presidential 
Stacey Abrams can be, not only just over the United States of America, but the United Planets of Your Ass, or whatever the hell, whatever they called it. Um, it. Look how great she is. Isn't she presidential? So much better than a Trump would be. And she's just wonderful and holding her up on high. This is the same woman who was so in disregard of children's health that she had the entire classroom of kids masked up as she sat there with her dumb-looking smile uh, with no mask on at all at an elementary school. She said, oh, I forgot, or I was reading to the kids, and it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. None of that's true. She made them all mask up for the picture. that, That came out later. This isn't a nice lady, but they want you to think that she'd be a great president. Keep it here for Campus Reform. This is The Joe Pegg Show. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have a young reporter from CampusReform.org. They're doing a great job really doing real journalism. This is Peter Cordy. He's been on before, but I think you were a correspondent before, and now you're a reporter, and there is a discernible difference. Peter, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Always happy to be on your show. Yeah, well, we love having you on because you're doing a a knock-up job to really tell us what's going on. Um, In these universities, in these colleges, in these colleges, these junior colleges, community colleges, many of them funded by by, um, taxpayers. Some aren't, but many are. And uh, we have no idea what's happening on campus. I think it's a 12 to 1 liberal to conservative uh, professor rate, which is nuts to me. You've got separate housing for BIPOC here and there and everything else, whatever that new term is. Um, and, and, and for me, without you and, and those that you work with, we'd have no clue what's happening. And we just keep on sending our tax dollars in. Was that sort of your goal to get into journalism like this, to just expose what's really going on and, and cut through the political BS? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had to deal with it so much in college at Rutgers University. Anyone who's familiar with Rutgers University knows that is quite a liberal school. And when we do, we run all kinds of analyses now on um, FEC Federal uh, Election Committee data on universities across the country. So you said it was what, like 15 to 1? We've seen 20 to 1 and even higher um, for university donations from employees, Democrats or Republicans. And when Republicans at universities donate, it's usually like the Lincoln Project. So <laughs> That's right, which isn't really very Republican. Republican in name only. Then they go after Republicans the entire time. It's Peter Cordy, re- uh, reporter from CampusReform.org. Just to, to delineate, uh, the, a correspondent is not getting paid. That's somebody who's on staff and doing the work, but probably still in school. Now that you've graduated from Rutgers, you're actually getting paid. So you are a, an official reporter, right? Well, in the words of my dad, I'm pretty much getting paid to do what I would have done anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really what it is. I mean, if you if you do what you love for work, then it's not really you working at all, um, which is a very very good thing. And you're very good at what you do, so I'm glad that, that they they were smart enough to bring you on and and give you some money. They should have been giving you some money the whole time. So Rutgers, let's talk about New Jersey. I, I don't live in New Jersey. I'm from New York originally, but I grew up in Florida. I've been in Texas a long time now. I've been in Michigan in between. So it's different in almost every state when it comes to COVID mandates, vaccine mandates. You were telling me something before we started. Now, you've already graduated, so you're not sure what the mask deal is right now at Rutgers. But you can't go to to school unless you're vaxxed and boosted? Get out of here. That's right. It's actually all across the state and at uh, universities across the country that we've uh, reported on. Now, there are, thankfully, a lot of mask mandates being dropped, for example, at schools like uh, the College of New Jersey. I know that because my brother goes to school there. Yeah. Um, but you still have to be vaccinated and boosted with limited exemptions. 
Peter Cordy, uh, used to go to Rutgers, now a reporter at campusreform.org. I- I'm just stunned by that because they're supposed to be institutions of higher education. You and I both know the science says I can still get it and still spread it whether I'm vaccinated or not. What do they say the reason is why you've got to show that you've been vaccinated to go to this school wherein you're no more contagious, you're no more susceptible, you're no more anything if you're vaxxed or not? We know the science was wrong when they first said it would stop you from getting COVID. That was a lie or incorrect. They just got it wrong. Masks don't even really work because the microbes are smaller than the holes in the masks. So what is the reason they give to students that you have to do it? Or do they even give a reason? They just say you have to. Well, just as the science shows that these policies are not effective, they cite the science as the reason why that uh, they have these policies in the first place. You know, for these reasons, for um, for everything going on, you see people like Anthony Fauci kind of, where is he, you know? Yeah. Uh, it would look really bad for him to be talking right now because the science is kind of uh, evolving, as it always has. And Walensky from the CDC recently said, you know, the science is kind of gray. It's a gray area. No, it's not. You've been telling us directly what we have to do, what your guidance is, what your recommendations are, and you've been wrong nine out of ten times. And the science didn't change. You're just telling us the truth now. I think the political science changed. It's a, it's a midterm year. That probably has something to do with it. Peter, are you on Twitter? Yes, I am. You can find me at Peter Cordy, P-E-T-E-R-C-O-R-D-I, on Twitter. Okay, go and find him there right now. Let's get into these stories. Conservative politician alleged, uh, allegedly punched at a UNT event speaks out about the campus mob. What happened here? So this is another case of a conservative voice being shut down on campus. Um, if you're familiar with the Jeffrey Younger case, he's pretty famous for having opposed the transition of his own son uh, yes. going from male to female. In Texas, right? And he right? lost custody. Yeah. What was that? I think it's in my state. I think it's in Texas. That's correct. Yes. And uh, he lost custody over his own son. So he came to the University of North Texas to tell his story, to share his story and to explain why he feels it should be illegal for children to go through uh, life changing sex change operations and have hormone therapy. And he was met with violent opposition from the left. I mean, they chanted vulgarities, climbed on tables, banged things, spat on him. And in one case, actually punched him in the ribs. So this is just how the left conducts business, unfortunately, but that was his point in letting it go on for so long. He told the Leadership Institute's campus reform that he let this go on for about an hour to show the world that this is how the left treats us if we want to speak out. Spitting on somebody is assault. It's actually battery because you're t- in some states, assault is me just going, uh, but, but batteries you actually touch somehow. Spitting is, I mean, especially in the time of COVID, I mean, nobody's complaining on the left about somebody spitting on somebody else. Punching somebody in the ribs clearly is assault and battery. Were people arrested here or not? Actually not. Mm. Um, all that happened was, as we often see, the president of the university uh, put out this super lukewarm statement where he kind of condemned both sides but didn't actually condemn the left who was the aggressor in this. And that's it. That is all that happened as a result of this. Although I will say one good thing that happened is Jeffrey Unger kind of conceded the battle to win the war. Sure, he didn't get to say what he wanted to say on campus. Yeah, they did shut him down that day. But this became a national story. The world now can see that is how the left conducts discourse. You're a young happening guy. It's Peter Cordy. Maybe I'm just too old to understand. But if I show up on campus and say, okay, if you've got two X's or four X's or 18 X's in your chromosomes, you're a girl. If there's any Y involved, you're you're a boy, you're a male. Um, that's the science. The left tells us follow the science on, on COVID, which has been wrong a lot. They tell us to follow the science on, on global warming or climate change, which has been wrong a lot. 
but they don't want to follow the science when it comes to what makes you a male and what makes you a female. Why can't we have that conversation? In your heart of hearts, and you've met more young liberal people than I have because I don't mix with young people that often, um, what are they saying? Are they just brainwashed to believe that if somebody says, I'm a girl, you just have to buy it? Because if we break it down to the science and we put blinders on and we don't hear anything, we just know what's in front of us, um, and, and what's in front of us is two plus two definitely equals four, why aren't they getting that? Why are they arguing? What's the argument? Well, we actually do conduct men on the street interviews about this very subject yeah. at universities across the country. And these leftist students are just convinced that it's what you identify as that you should be referred to. And like you said, you know, this is kind of a common sense thing here. You know, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, a man cannot be a woman. And especially let's not, the controversial statement here is, hey, let's not let children go through these sex change operations. Right. And that's what makes this case stand out more than anything. Because we've seen the left shut down conservative voices on campus before. We've seen earlier this year at Dartmouth College, Antifa used threats of violence to shut down um, a, a speaking event. They've done so uh, throughout the years as well. One case in 2017 at Evergreen College. We've also seen just recently in Texas, uh, them use nonviolent tactics. So because one of our correspondents went on Fox News um, and because he's a conservative, he lost his seat. Um, in student government. Wow. But this, this is just the worst case that I've seen. Well, well, it's it's horrible because of the, the, the reasons that you just, just spelled out. This is a person who hasn't hit puberty yet. This is a person, when you question him, who says, I'm a boy when I'm with dad, I'm a girl when I'm with mom. This is literally just, he's being told what to do and how to act and what to be, and he's confused by it because he wants to love mom and dad and do what they want. Having said that, giving somebody puberty blockers or hormone treatments before they hit puberty is just, it's unnatural, and it's wrong. I mean, by, by no measure is this okay. Now, once the person hits 18, if they want to change their name to Caitlin and, and not be Bruce anymore, who am I? I mean, you're a free, uh, free liberated person in America. You want to wear a dress, you want to live as a woman. Do what you want, but to tell a kid, this is scientifically a problem because it does seem like it would be child abuse to change what naturally would happen through puberty and through hormones. I mean, that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? That's exactly what we're talking about. That's what he came to speak about, uh, Governor Abbott's um, classification of children going through these gender transitions with these surgeries and these life-changing surgeries and hormone therapy, like you're saying. He's calling that child abuse. A lot of people agree. A lot of conservatives on campus agree. But for some reason, common sense individuals, and it's not just conservatives, by the way, yeah. it's not the, the whole left doesn't actually agree that children should be able to um, transition like this. Right. But common sense people have stayed the same. And the far left has just gotten so extreme that they're willing to support things like children, literally children, transitioning like this. And what's true is they don't know what they're talking about. If you ever had a conversation with one of them, they just say, no, he is what he says he is, or she is what she says she is. It is uh, Peter Cordy from campusreform.org. Follow him at Peter Cordy on Twitter. Racial justice as Buddhist practice event argues that whiteness is based on delusion. So the Buddhist religion now is saying that whiteness is an issue, really? At least scholars who are Buddhist are saying that actually. Okay. So this is an event that was put together by some of the most prestigious universities in the world, the world. So we're talking uh, Princeton University, Harvard, Columbia, Cambridge, Oxford. Wow. Actually one notable example is Peking University in China, which has serious ties to the CCP. Mm -hmm. And yes, they're saying that whiteness is based on delusion, produces suffering and needs to be relinquished. And 
I attended this event, I watched the whole thing, and let me tell you, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought this was some racist hate group rally or something. But surprisingly and shockingly, this is what's being promoted, not at some obscure colleges, but at the most prestigious universities in the world. It's simply stunning. It's Peter Cordy from CampusReform.org. He's a reporter there. Uh, again, the idea that whiteness somehow is based on delusion, it, first of all, it's not explainable. It's not definable. But to say something like that, you're going to get a crowd anyway because they, they want to be seen as anti-racist somehow. So the whole thing is just crazy. Uh, SUNY Brockport, and SUNY, by the way, is State University of New York, is what SUNY stands for. Brockport is set to honor convicted cop killer at an event for black resistance and political prisoners. And, of course, there won't be any sort of spitting and punching here. Um, you know, conservatives on campus hate that this is happening, but they're, they're not going to go and be violent about it. Film me, you know, what's going on here. Who is this person? So this is a convicted cop killer who was invited to speak at the university. Now, the university's event description actually describes him, by the way, as a political prisoner and a loving human being. Stop it. That's the kind of, I swear, that's the kind of glorification that they are um, facilitating of this this murderer, this monster. Person now, was convicted just, uh-huh. of killing a cop. This is not, they weren't picked up because they spoke out against the governor or the government. That would be a political prisoner. This person literally was convicted of killing a police officer. That's right. In 1971, this person, along with some of his Black Panther friends, called the police, right, as a fake uh, call to uh, to lure them in. When they got there, the first one killed him with the first shot. The second one, they were shooting at him. They shot him 22 times. Oh, wow. The wife of that cop um, reports on the story. She says that um, this murderer took the cop's gun from him and shot him in the head and then down the spine. Wow. When asked why he would kill a black cop, because one of the cops he killed was black, he said, a pig is a pig. This guy's not apologetic. This guy doesn't care. And they're still having him at this university as an example of someone who is of excellence in diversity because they used a PED grant at first to fund this event. Now, since all the backlash has uh, occurred over this with the media reporting on it, students and faculty even speaking out about it, including in our reporting, they have rescinded um, this grant, but nonetheless, he's still invited to speak there. This might be a dumb question. You might not know the answer, but why is somebody who killed two cops, uh, why is he out? Why wasn't this a life in prison deal? I mean, I'm sure he spent a lot of time. This has been 50 years now since it's happened, but still a grotesque, disgusting crime. Why is he out? So he actually got out on parole after about 50 years in prison. And in my opinion, I don't think he should have ever seen the light of day again, right. let alone a campus with students around. Many of those students have family in law enforcement, like the ones we spoke to um, in our reporting of this. So not only that, but this is this has its roots in crit, uh, critical race theory and re- redistributive justice. Right. We see people get let off for crimes like this all the time. And it's, it's really saddening to see that and for him to be painted by this event as the victim here, while the cops that he killed are the oppressors. You see this at uh, courses across the country. There's a course at Bard College uh, last semester that promoted abolishing and defunding the police and prisons, mind you. We Mm. see protests to get cops off campus, but this right here is the culmination of this 
this hostility, this hatred towards police that's ubiquitous all over the country on campus. Literally glorifying the killer, and I'm sure that his argument is, well, the police were doing so so many wrong things to the black community. It was about time that we got some payback, and people will clap for that. People will actually applaud this piece of garbage who should be behind bars. It's uh, Peter Cordy. Go to at P-E-T-E-R-C-O-R-D-I. Go and follow him there. Also, um, go to campusreform.org. Find all the stories that he reports there along with his, uh, his comrades. He's now a reporter, was a correspondent, and uh, now a graduate from Rutgers. Peter, great job. Uh, we'll see you again very soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really appreciate Peter coming on. He did a great job. Campus Reform, we just really love these young journalists. I think they, they do a marvelous job of exposing some of the weirdness that goes on in college campuses that we would not otherwise know about. So we really appreciate him coming on. I've got to tell you about Eden Pure. Eden Pure is great. It's got a new thunderstorm air purifier that you're absolutely going to love. And they've got an incredible deal because you listen to my program that you're going to love just as much. They've got proven oxy technology. It quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and, and freshens your home. Just like that. Gets rid of any odor, like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more. Over 200,000 of these units have been sold. That means that it's working very well, and people are going back, and they're suggesting it to their friends and recommending it, and they're selling like crazy. You can save a bunch of money now because you listen to my program, by the way. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. Nearly silent. Great for use in bedrooms, bathrooms, wherever. Personal story of how of how uh, people have used it. They contact me all the time. I'm getting these stories from people, and they're saying we love it. So save 200 bucks right now by going to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code PAGS3 and save $200. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com. P-A-G-S, the number three. Save 200 bucks right now, and they ship it to you for free. I think we have time for maybe... Uh, Okay, I mean it. Like 30 seconds on this one because I think this is kind of an interesting story. What do you have? Doritos bags will now have five fewer chips thanks to inflation. Gas prices are <laughs> rising and chip numbers are falling as a result of inflation. Bags Come on, of Doritos man. will now include five fewer chips. Food and Wine reports how Doritos is just the latest snack that has fallen victim to shrinkflation, an ever-pervasive pervasive phenomenon which, in which beloved foodstuffs are getting cut down to the size Cut down in size due to inflation. Come Sorry. on, dude. I, I'm I, serious. I love Doritos. I haven't had them in a long time. Who's the idiot that's got to count five fewer chips in the bag? Let's do some pop culture. Pop. That's crazy. Take, take five out of there. It's too many. Polo, what's going on? All right, so I don't know if you'd heard. Um, a while back, there was a report that Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne were moving back to the U.K., and nope. they were, I guess, blaming it on, I guess, high taxes in California or whatever. But apparently that might not be the case because um, she announced that she's going to be on a new network in the UK called Talk TV. Nope. And it's the same network that I guess Pierce Morgan's going to be on. And oddly enough, the show is called The Talk. 
which was the show that she got wow. fired from here in the U.S. Well, I'm glad because Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne have been treated horribly, and they're, they're good friends. I hope that they they, they succeed. We got to go. That's Polo. That's Kay. And for Carrie, that is Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. It's a speed.